Welcome to You Just Got Homeschooled. This is RJ, and I just wanted to uh, start today with explaining how I got into homeschooling, or I should say how um, my family went from a you know more traditional going to school every day household to one where we homeschool as not just um, our primary means of educating, but really the only one we really are are going to stick with, I think, forever, um, as we have kids you know, getting into that age where they need to start homeschooling um, further, more than just the, the first one. So let me go ahead and explain kind of our situation and what led us there. I may have alluded to this in previous episodes a little bit, but I want to make sure that anyone who's just coming in has a good foundation. So um, like I said before, I was a you know regular classroom teacher, high school primarily. I did some junior high stuff as well. But um, <clears throat> at, when my daughter started school, I was working at a public school that's about 45 minutes away from home. And um, we wanted her, you know, she'd been going to preschool and that was fine. It was at our church. And so it was no big deal. And actually my, uh, my best friend from college was the teacher, her teacher. And so that was great. And then um, some friends that I had who attended a different church, but they met at our same building. And so I saw them in passing and I had worked with a lot of them previously at another school. Um, they had their, their church had started a school and it was a classical Christian school, and we thought that was a great idea, so we put our daughter in. And so she did uh, preschool at my church, uh, kindergarten at this uh, this Christian school, this classical Christian school. And then first grade came around, and in between her kindergarten year and her first grade year, we moved to a different part of the state, and I got a job working for another private school, and they offered, you know, uh, you know 50% off tuition. And so we put her in that school and it was okay. I mean, it wasn't bad. I think the class size is actually probably larger than it would have been in a public school. Uh, and it's not that her education was bad, but I didn't feel like she, you know, was far and above what she should have been otherwise or would have been if she had been in a public school. And then we got to a point where I left that, that school that I was working at. And so with it went uh, the 50% discount. And um, I took a year off from teaching and went back to grad school full-time and we ended up actually moving but before we moved um, a friend of mine from when I was in high school I get I guess maybe more like a mentor her husband was my youth pastor um, and she had gotten a job working for a independent study charter school and she had been homeschooling her own kids because they had some learning struggles now I mean she's she's awesome like she's taught me so much and she still teaches me because my area of expertise is not little kids. It's the junior high and the high school. I love those older kids because I can work with them creatively. The younger ones um, are, they're awesome. And I, and I'm, I'm great with them one-on-one -on -one and I enjoy it, but it's a different ball game. I, I just, I don't click as well, but she was working for the school. And so um, we decided to sign my daughter up because we knew we were going to be moving. So we didn't want to like put her in a school and then pull her out shortly thereafter. And then in addition to that, the school district we'd be moving into um, was the one that I actually went to high school in and my younger siblings had all gone through. And I wasn't really impressed with that school district or any of the individual schools. And it's not, I mean, my all my siblings had great teachers. I had some great teachers, but in a system that is, you know, like I've mentioned before, it's just you've got 30, 30 plus kids in a classroom. Um, if your kid isn't a troublemaker or isn't the best and the brightest and is raising their hand every single second and, you know, like they're that student, they're not going to get the attention they really need and they may struggle. 
add to that that my daughter is the kind of person that tends to shut down as soon as things, as soon as she thinks that things might be starting to get hard. Um, I just wasn't sure how it was going to work, especially in a school that, you know, turned out mediocre at best or a school system that turned out mediocre and best. So we decided to homeschool her. And this charter school um, gave us a lot of options for that. Um, it allowed us to uh, have the support of a credentialed teacher who knew what she was doing, who had homeschooled her own kids, um, as well as uh, kind of do our own thing and explore. And one of the greatest gifts that we were given, mostly my wife at the time, because I was focused on grad school and, and didn't really realize what was going on completely, was the freedom and the recognition that it's okay to kind of roll with the punches, to change as things change. And so that first year, I want to say we tried four, five, maybe six different curriculum styles. I know in the previous episodes, I mentioned stuffy math or stuffed animal math. Uh, we called it stuffy math where, you know, I'm trying to teach math and, and she doesn't want to do it unless there's stuffed animals involved, at least as a second grader, she didn't want to. And so um, second grade, first grade, second grade. I think it was second grade. And so we did that and and we changed curriculum a lot. And we used flashcards and we used, you know, digital stuff and we used um, you know, PBS kids and and you know, read books to her and had her read to us and a whole bunch of different things. And then um, the following year, same thing, you know, we we practiced, uh, we used a bunch of different curriculums, we tried different math curriculums, we tried putting her on Khan Academy which is uh, you know, online math. We tried using workbooks, uh, BrainQuest, we've tried. And then the other thing that we did is once we moved, so we moved from um, one city to one about 35, 40 minutes away, which is where my friend had lived and, and there was already a community there because that's where I uh, kind of grew up and I got you know, keyed into the church and stuff like that, which is why you know, I knew her from, through her husband, who was my youth pastor. Um, that that school or that area had a what is called a co-op and so it's a bunch of homeschoolers or homeschool families that get together um, and organize classes or a day right to have classes and so our particular co-op um, i'm not exactly sure what the numbers are at at the moment but um, there's quite a few families i want to say probably over 25 families and each family um, there's four periods in in the day um, it's ours is Fridays, so it's just four periods in the day, and parents are responsible for teaching or helping two of those four periods, and then just to be on campus while their kids are there. For the most part, it's not like a, you have to be on campus; otherwise, it's more like a, there needs to be someone who's a point person for your family or for your kids there. And so, initially, that whole first year or that first semester that we were really in the new city and, and part of co-op, my wife did everything. I didn't go, I didn't, you know, nothing. And then after that, the second year, she started to be like, well, are you interested in? Because they had a growing number of junior high and high school age kids and no one to really teach them. We're always really comfortable teaching them. And so um, I was like, well, yeah, I, you know, I had shifted to a new job where I was actually working in the same school that my friend who had gotten us into homeschooling was working and doing the same thing she did, except my target was a little bit older kids, um, as were hers were younger kids. And <clears throat> I started teaching classes. And so I kind of taught what I wanted to, which was great for me because one of the things I missed from the classroom was having kids, like having students that I actually talked to, interacted with. And so that was great because it allowed us as a family to sort of outsource 
some of those areas that we didn't really want to teach or didn't feel comfortable teaching to someone who really did want to teach it and really loved the subject or, or was good at teaching the subject. And it also great, provided some outside accountability for our kid. So like my daughter, who at that point was, I think she started in second grade, um, and then in the third grade, she would do um, a curriculum called IEW with one of the teachers at co-op. And IEW is a writing program. And so every week she'd have an assignment to go and write and then bring it back. And so she was given an assignment by someone else. She would then write, she'd bring it to us, we'd help edit and then, you know, refine and then edit and then refine. And then the next week she'd take it and drop it off with that other teacher. And that teacher would give her like, not really a grade, but like recommendations on how to make it better and stuff like that. And then we do it again the next week. And it was great because that kind of outsourced the writing component for us and provided some outside accountability. And it also provided a, a community, a homeschool community for us. So all of a sudden, um, we had a built-in community of people who are like-minded in many ways. You know, uh, ours is a, a Christian um, co-op, and so everyone signs like a statement of faith. So we have generally the same, you know, we all believe that Jesus is Christ and those kind of things, which makes it easier for us to, you know, kind of know what's going on in our kids' classroom. But it also provided like a basis. And then I can talk to, as a parent, I can talk to parents of kids who are older than mine or younger than mine. And I can hear what they're struggling with and what I'm struggling with. And we can exchange ideas and how that works and how that helps. And so like this coming school year, I'm actually team teaching with a mom who has, I think her youngest is, uh, will be going in eighth grade. Um, I'm teaching, teaching with her and she gets to do the part that she likes, which is she likes to do the paperwork side of schooling. And I don't really like the paperwork side of schooling. I like the get up in front of kids and have a conversation side of schooling, which she's afraid of. And so we're team teaching. She's doing the paperwork. I'm doing the discussion leading and it'll be great. And I'm going to love it. It's a lit class, uh, like a world lit class. So it means I got to read but it'll be great because I get to have good discussions, which is my favorite part of teaching. And so um, that's how we got into, co into homeschooling. And now that we have a, this year he'll be a kindergartner in going, um, you know, starting in September, he'll be a kindergartner. And I'm staring in the barrel of trying to teach someone how to read. And to be honest, that scares me. Um, I've sort of kind of helped one kid when I was tutoring sort of learn how to read. And I did an okay job, but she was getting the basics at school. And I mean, I've taken classes on it. It's not like as a teacher, I haven't been taught it, but it's a whole different ball game when a kid's literacy is in your hand. Um, but one of the great gifts of homeschooling is, is I've learned so much from my fellow colleagues in the school that I work at. And then also from other um, homeschool families stuff like the average natural age for a kid to read is like seven or eight. That it's not uncommon that if you just kind of let kids be and don't, you know, you teach them the alphabet, you're not trying to force them to read, that it's normal for them to like really start wanting to or learning how to read, being interested in reading at seven or eight. Um, which is interesting because I didn't realize it until a colleague of mine said this, right? Because his family is a big homeschool family. They have seven kids, I think, Five of them are uh, school age, and they're all homeschooled from high school all the way down to, I think, like second or third grade, um, maybe even younger. But 
needless to say, like he's telling me this, and I was like, that is that makes so much sense because my mom waited to start me. I'm an August birthday, and so. I didn't start school until I was six years old. So I started kindergarten at six, which means I was in first grade when I was seven, and that's when I learned to read. And I was always kind of towards the top of my class as far as reading and stuff goes. I always counted it as a great blessing. That and the fact that I never had a girl in my in junior high or high school that was taller than me, maybe in high school, but later on in high school. Um, <laughs> not that that's a big deal, but it, it seems a big deal when you're in junior, junior high. So, um, but that like that made sense to me as soon as he said it like oh that makes sense because i've seen little kids like the four-year-olds and the five-year-olds and some of them want to learn to read and that's great but having that weight lifted off my shoulders saying no it's okay like if they don't want to read at five that's okay if they don't want to read at six that's okay if they don't want to read at seven that's okay and then to have that that same um wonderful woman who who both uh took my daughter in and helped us get started homeschooling and helped me get into this whole field, um, you know, hearing her stories of her, you know, homeschooling her own kids and them struggling to read, and it not being till her daughter was like 12 that she really started to read anything above like a, you know, Dr. Seuss level type thing. And so, you know, I would highly encourage if you can, you know, become part of a homeschool community, you know, talk to other people who homeschool if you're interested. Ask them the questions and just recognize that, like, the beautiful part, the wonderful part, like, I can't even explain it enough. The joy of homeschooling is you get to work with your kid and give them the tools to be whatever it is that they want to be and whatever it is that you need them to be. All of those things that you can tailor the curriculum on the fly, if need be, and shift and change and pivot um, in order to get the results that we really need, that you really need, that, that they really need. And you don't have to worry about meeting some arbitrary marks set by some bureaucrat who seemingly has never met a kid and puts their own kids in private school. And so... I just want to encourage you in that and, and let you know some of my story. Like we're getting into homeschooling too. We've been into it now this uh, three years. We're going on our fourth with our older daughter, our oldest daughter. And then um, my oldest son is going in now with kindergarten and, and it's scary. It's scary to me to try to figure out, especially since I'm, I'm the teacher, quote unquote, like I'm the one who has the credential. I'm the one who has done it as a profession. Um, but I, I, I'm, I'm much more comfortable with high schoolers and all of their sass and their back talk and their, um, you know, all of that stuff. I'm far more comfortable with that than I am with, uh, you know, my five-year-old son who, um, you know, is just now starting to ask what letters are and, and care um, and, and those type of things. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Um, if you did, you know, go and review it, give it a, give it stars, you know, leave a comment if you'd like um, and share it with a friend. That'd be really helpful to me. I'm trying to hopefully grow this audience and I'm looking at hopefully um, moving into an area that allows me to provide more and more help and services to you guys because this is a, something I'm passionate about, something that I love and something I think is really, really important in a day and age where uh, the businesses and the economy that is right now may not be there in, a fu in the future. Um, not saying that it's going to collapse or anything like that, but just like the jobs that public schools and regular schools train for don't always pan out. 
And the system of going to college and getting a job is no longer that one. And I know because I went to college and I graduated at the top of my class and there was no jobs. And so, um, and yet there's all these kids who are falling between the cracks because they struggle in one area or the teacher can't relate to them or there's just some other kid who won't sit down and won't shut up or another kid who, you know, is always answering the questions and won't let another kid get an a, you know, a word in edgewise, or they're just not interested because the teacher isn't making it interesting or, you know, it's overburdened or whatever it is. And so, um, I'm hoping to be able to move into that, especially for those older kids, but across the board, you know, I love homeschooling and I think that it's the way to go and it's the best thing that you can do for your kids, um, because they get to know you and they get to know what's important and you know them better than a teacher ever will know them. And so you're able to know when to push them and know when to pull back know when to make them work, and know when to get let them have some fun, and know how to get them homeschooled. Hence the name of this podcast, You Just Got Homeschooled. It's something my wife and I came up with as we're driving. You know, my daughter's asking a question about this, and we answer it on the fly, and it's, you just got homeschooled. Because every opportunity is a teaching opportunity. Every moment, every question is a place and a time, even driving by down the road and seeing something a little bit odd and pointing it out, you just got homeschooled. And those are the things that stick. Um, and, you know, just remember that. So uh, it was great talking with you. I hope that, uh, like I said, you know, like, share, leave a review. That would all be great. And I will see you next time.